Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. I had huge headaches, but I was coming to work every day because it was a very important time in our company's development. Only later I realized that in startups, it's always the most important time in your company's development. There's never a time when you can think, yeah, this, this is running smoothly now, I can take a break. My name is Esprit Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. I call it actionable empowerment. Every single episode, you'll hear the story of a fantastic woman in tech, from engineers to founders to investors to journalists to designers, all sorts of different females in tech who have thrived. I want to share their stories with you so that you can can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast, coming at you in Riga, Latvia. Yes, here at Tech Chill. I am so excited to be here. I absolutely love the Baltics, and Tech Chill is an amazing, amazing organization filled with inspiration and connectivity. So I'm here with Nick and Anna, and we're actually going to be doing something special on this episode. Nick is going to be maybe co-hosting, maybe being our main host. We're going to flow with it and see what organically happens as we get to hear Anna's story. First and foremost, Anna, go ahead and introduce yourself to everyone. Tell them a little bit about who you are and what you do. All right. So um, I'm Anna. I am, uh, as people sometimes call me serial entrepreneur. Uh, I'm sometimes scared of this because serial is usually followed by something else. (laughs) But uh, so I've built uh, several companies and a couple of those have been tech companies, so tech startups. That's how I moved into this scene. Um, That was sometime in 2011. And um, currently I am uh, doing two jobs at a time. part-time running Riga Tech Girls, an NGO aimed at bringing more women into the tech field, and my company called Be With, um, which is not a tech company. It's uh, a clothing company, clothing for hugs, but uh, I am super happy to have my tech background because that has helped me to bring it up, uh, to build it up really fast. Um, so yeah, uh, this is, this is kind of who I am. That's perfect. And, and as we transition into Nick being our guest host, Nick, please tell us a little bit about who you are and how you've been championing women in tech and impact and really making sure that we can all live meaningful, purposeful lives. Cool. I think I can do that. Um, actually, perhaps unusually uh, for most people, my first uh, role model for entrepreneurship was actually my mom. She was a full-time mom and running two businesses from home. Uh, and I'm of the generation where I was the last to uh, uh, sort of grow up as a, as a baby without the internet, and then the internet and computing, and then the internet, I guess, in that order, came into our life. And my mom was uh, you know, literally one of the first in our street to get a computer at home, taught herself how to use that. You know, this was back in the days of uh, you know, when we used basic for coding, right? 10, go to 20, 20, print something, right? Way back then. And so that was kind of like my very first introduction to both tech and entrepreneurship, right there in my, in my living room and in my dining room and all sorts of stuff. 
Uh, I didn't honestly think too much more about that until I was growing up, uh, uh, and then I sort of ambled into a corporate career, but that entrepreneurial spirit was always there. And so, you know, this, this, this whether, you, whether you want to call it equality or feminist movement or this so-called diversity, you know, lack of women in tech, you know, we have women in tech, do we need more? Well, that would be nice. Is it a lack of? I, you know, this is a, such a dodgy territory to, to start casting judgments, but I think it would be so much more healthy if there were more women, particularly in leadership positions. Uh, also, as we get into tech about things like um, AI and algorithms, right, that's a very male-dominated area right now, but we don't know where those algorithms are going to lead. So I think we have the opportunity to not do damage if we are fast enough to get these things fixed. Uh, so I'm a huge championship of um, equal opportunity. So if we can encourage more young girls to get into a more tech perspective, I work with schools to do this. If we can get more uh, university or uh, uh, you know, uh, student age, even if they're yeah. not studying, girls to be more interested in tech and what tech can do, uh, then I think that's going to have a really good impact on the world. And to give you guys an idea, um, so Nick has been uh, and Anna have been co-emceeing Tech Chill, and they're just really energizing and great, magnetic people. And I thought, what a lovely opportunity to have all of our energies together to celebrate Anna. So Anna, the show is about you. So um, go ahead and uh, let Nick, you and I collab, and we will... Um, we will interview you, Anna. Are you ready for this? Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, tell us, when did you first discover your love for technology? All right. So um, that dates actually back to my childhood, just as Nick explained. Um, so I have taken my entrepreneurial interest from my dad, but also from my mom. So she was, back in the day, in 80s, there were these... Um, papers that you put in the computer and they would uh, put holes in, in that and she was working with these so she was basically doing the very first programming things uh, here in Latvia and my father of course got us a personal computer at home so I was playing Prince of Persia and uh, also there was um, I forgot it. anyway so I was playing the computer uh, all the time I loved it and uh, when I went into school uh, I was always thinking I'm going to be an entrepreneur but I didn't know what, what I will do and then uh, when I got my first job that was in communications in design and, and advertising and at some point when I kind of gathered enough experience I felt like the future is going to be all digital it's going to be all tech based that was back in 2006 uh, when it wasn't yet, but I was like, that's going to be the future. I need to invest my time and energy into that. And so I quit my very stable advertising job at McKenna Erickson Riga, and I started my own graphic design studio, which was focusing on computers, which at that time was called the second screen. If you can imagine that, that was the second screen. And we, we started building websites and uh, doing all this kind of techy stuff. Um, and yeah, I loved it all the way through. So Anna, when did you transition from, you know, falling in love with technology in the beginning and then your pathway into it becoming your career in the future? And, and, and talk about where you are right now and then jump back, actually. Like give everybody context of okay. Rails Girls. Yeah. Okay. So um, Riga Tech Girls kind of is the, um, is the driving force to bring more women into tech. And why we built is was was that um, when, I start, when we started Fruunt back in 2012, 
which was the first time uh, we, I was consciously building a startup. Before that, we, we accidentally created one. But uh, so Fruit was the first startup that we built consciously. We went to Startup Sauna in Helsinki and uh, we raised capital and, and we were doing this tech, tech business. Um, and at that time, we were working at TechHubriga, which was the first co-working space here in Latvia, base, basically built for tech startups. And uh, there were just two startup co-founders who were female. It was me and it was Alice from Infogram. Um, and it was a little bit lonely for the girls. Uh, so it was always guys, guys, guys around and uh, not so many girls. And when I went to conferences, uh, there was never a queue at the toilet. But that, that did not make me that happy, actually. Um, so a couple of years later, we decided that there should be more girls and women in tech. And we started Riga Tech Girls. Um, uh, and with Riga Tech Girls, what we do is uh, we try to inspire women. So we show these role models, great female founders, women in tech, female developers who are doing amazing things. And uh, we try to show them to the society, to the world, and just th so that the society can make their mind up and kind of on their own figure out, oh, actually women can do this. Um, and my daughter can do this. So this is what we want to we wanna do with, with Rigatils. Another thing we do is we do free workshops. So, so we create this safe environment for women to come in, just women, learn their first line of code, write their first line of yeah, code. That's you have to get somewhere to yeah. start. Yeah, yeah, you have to start somewhere. And uh, there are a lot of courses out there. But first of all, you can get uh, quite confused because there are so many of them. And second, uh, when you go to some of them, they're mostly men and guys. And if you're like two girls in the room and then there's like 18 guys, the girls will not ask the questions. And uh, so that's why we try to save the, create a safe environment for them to flourish, to learn, and to support each other. So that's Rigata Girls. Um, Apart from that, so I'm also a mother of two daughters uh, and, and a wife. And um, so my other, the other thing that I'm building is more connected to relationships and uh, um, kind of, yeah, building the long-term relationships. But in some ways, I think, um, so technology is a great thing in our lives. I love it. Uh, it's the, mo the thing that I love most about technology is that it uh, makes us able to have bigger impact wherever we go. Um, at the same time, of course, it takes away things from us. So uh, when you are touching your touch screen, you're not touching your partner, you're not touching your kids. But actually, your family needs your touches really, 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 really like every day. And this is what my other business, my, my kind of, yeah, my, my company is about. Um, so I love technology, but I'm trying to balance it all out in my life and also try to help other people balance it out in their lives. And But bringing it back to this, so when did it, you like start on that career path to get to where you are today? All right, so um, the first thing I started, my first entrepreneurial activity was Hungry Lab. It was a graphic design studio. Uh, we built together with Sandis, uh, who is also co-founder of Frunt that we built together, also co-founder of Berta that we, we found, they founded together. And you'll have to tell us what all these companies do as well. All right. Um, but, so, but first, how did yeah. you get on that path? Yeah. So... Um, Basically, it started in this advertising uh, agency. Uh, I was uh, building, com uh, building advertising campaigns for big clients. I was traveling the world. 
And um, I was seeing more and more of that um, technology is taking it over. But in Latvia, in the advertising uh, industry, which was very impactful and big, they were not soaking in this technology. So I felt I could do more with that. And I, I, we should invest in that. So, so we built this Hungry Lab thing uh, where we were doing um, logo designs for our clients. I was still doing marketing strategies um, and uh, we were building websites. And uh, the first step into the tech world happened when uh, our friends came to us and uh, they said, um, can you help me build my portfolio website? I, wanna, I want the world to see my work. Those are mostly artists, uh, photographers, different creative people. And uh, back in that time, there were no um, uh, these like super easy to use website builders. So we thought, okay, we cannot help build a website for every one of our friends, but maybe we could build something that they can use to build it on their, their own. So we built Berta, which was uh, our um, accidental startup. And uh, we didn't know that we were doing that, but we built it in evenings and weekends and uh, we put it out there for free to download for our friends. And just a couple years later, we noticed that people are downloading it in Netherlands and in Spain. Wow. And we were like, wow, maybe we could make money out of this, actually. Um, so that's when we learned about a thing called startups. And, yeah, and then you found out startups aren't supposed to make money. <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah. Well, um, that we found out, I think, a little bit later. But yeah, so we... Um, so we implemented a payment model into that. So the tool is still free. It's still free today. But if the users want to host on our, on our servers and want us to help uh, get the domain name and everything super easy, then they pay a uh, monthly fee. So uh, Berta.me is still there running. Uh, websites are still running on it. So wait, essentially what you're saying is you were building like WordPress.com before WordPress existed. Well, it did exist, but it wasn't that uh, right. fa uh, popular. So people didn't know about it. And uh, what we built is still pretty unique because uh, Berta is a tool that uh, you can use to create something very creative. Most of these um, other website builders, they have templates. So you need to stick to a template. But in Berta, we have a, uh, the, the favorite template of um, our uh, users, of the artists, is Meshy. So basically, they can mesh everything up the way they want. Everything can like, be situated and located where, wherever they want. So uh, Berta was unique in that way. Um, but we, we, we were just starting out with startups. We didn't know what to do, how to do it, and everything. Um, but we, so we implemented this payment system, and we saw, okay, we can make money. We can make actually some money with that. But we w decided that we want to go bigger scale. And that was 2010-11 when we implemented and we saw that. And at that time, um, the projection was that in a couple of years, people will be using uh, web from their mobile devices more than from their computer. What an unbelievable thought. <laughs> unbelievable predi prediction. And we thought, okay, so we need... So all the websites will need to work smoothly on mobile phones, and none of them were working at that time. So we were the, with Frund, we were building the first responsive design um, web builder. And at that time, really, we were the first. 
So uh, before us, only Adobe released a preview of their planned tool. But in 2013, 6th of May, we launched Front, and uh, we were the first tool uh, that provided responsive web design. Wow, I mean, the, you, you just hear the word pioneer all the way through here, right? It's just... 100%, yeah. And, and I love the, yeah, we kind of accidentally created a startup. I mean, I hate it when that happens to me. <laughs> what would you... I'll pass the baton in it and go for it, yeah. So I'm really intrigued that um, you go from this, this kind of like pioneering tech perspective, seeing a little bit of the future, building something, and then you actually just said to us, your current business is offline. It's not tech. It's not tech. Well, it is online in the sense that I have an online shop where you can buy my... <laughs> sure, my, but that's not the product, Yeah, right? it's not a product. Um, so currently, my business is clothing for hugs. So in a way, uh, my husband always says that I'm uh, too far in the future. Uh, so people are still not getting my idea. But my idea is that, okay, we can use the technology, but we also need to... to not use people, but we need to... We need people. We need people. We yeah. need to be with the people around us. So my company is called Be With. And um, this came out of... Um, actually, what I re very recently realized came out of a burnout. And uh, so um, what happened? So we started building Front in 2012. Um, we got into Startup Sauna. I went to start up sauna with my younger daughter, who was eight months at that uh, time, so I couldn't leave her. And we, we were two of us. We were, uh, you know, uh, pitching on the stage and uh, just going through the accelerator, which is a kind of a work camp, if you know. Um, and uh, then we got the first investment. We came back uh, with the Finnish investors. Uh, we we built a company, we hired a team, we opened a co-working space uh, for designers and developers, and uh, a couple of years later, when I was already starting, starting work on Riga Tech Girls as well, I think that there was a little bit too much on my plate. So two daughters, a uh, startup, uh, by that time we had raised 500k in euros, and the money was running out, we had a big team, uh, huge expectations, a co-working space to run, and so on. Um, and at, at one point, I, uh, I got really ill, and I couldn't get well. And uh, so my doctor told me to quit my job, and uh, basically either he would hospitalize me or I quit my job. <laughs> my, my husband said he would ho hospitalize me. Or, or like, <laughs> that's yeah. really funny. And I like how you're just like, oh, yeah, and I got these 500,000 euro, 500, euros. <laughs> like, oh, no big deal. And next, like, yeah, hello, that's a big deal. <laughs> It was. It was a big deal. That's why I wasn't, um, I wasn't ready when I got ill. I wasn't ready to get out of my work. I was like, I had huge headaches, but I was coming to work every day because it was super important. It was a very important time in our company's development. Only later I realized that in startups, there, it's always the most important time in your company's development. There's, like, there's never a time when you can think, yeah, this, this is running smoothly now, I can take a break. Yeah, there's a new crisis every day, guaranteed. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, uh, and so I quit, um, I quit my job. I told my co-founders, I told, told my uh, team that I need to have a break. So the doctor told me I need to take at least two months off. Um, and so... Uh, accidentally, again, I have a life full of accidents, I realize. Um, so my husband left his work. He was also working in a, in a startup. And uh, in, um, 
In June that summer, we moved all four of us uh, to a small room near the sea here in Salkrasti in, uh, in Latvia. And we just lived this one month all together in this one small room. And um, what happened was that after a month, I started feeling better. So my headache went away and I was like, oh my gosh, how I was, what, where was I? And, uh, and I felt like, no, I don't want to go back to that where I was. And another thing that happened during that month was that not only I healed, but also our family healed. Because before that, uh, we had gotten to a place where um, my relationship with my husband was like more managerial. Like, mm-hmm. who's going to pick up the kids? Who can be home for the weekend? Like, let's, let's um, put the schedules together and this kind of stuff. And that's not my dream of, uh, of a marriage. I've got to say, two entrepreneurs in one household sounds like a nightmare recipe. It does. It does, right? Um, but it was a miracle. It healed. And so what I did, I was like, okay, so I don't want to go back where I just came from. What am I going to do next? What do I want to devote my life to? And, and uh, at the same time, so there was this miracle. So what happened? And I'm a person who relies a lot on research. So I started, read, started reading this different researches, and I found out that um, the physical contact, just, you know, sitting next to each other, just holding hands, yeah. just walking by the sea is super important in maintaining and building your relationship. And I thought, that's exactly what happened to us. We just were there in one room, just sitting next to each other. And if, if that happened to me, if I forgot about this, how important that is, maybe some other people are also forgetting about that. So I was thinking, how could I turn that around and use it to build my next business? And uh, one night, by putting my daughters to bed, I came up with this idea. So I'm thinking, okay, so we're always covered in clothes, there are people around, that's why we can't touch each other all the time. Uh, What if we had clothes where you can put your hand through and touch the other person? And I was like, this is something, I haven't heard about this. And I started telling my friends. This this is so embarrassing, because the pennies just dropped. I've seen your work online, and I didn't realize it was you. Yeah. Yeah, Oh my gosh, okay. The dresses with the appropriate pockets that are not actually pockets. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's Be With. That's my company. And And so I started telling my friends, who are many of them also in startups, and they were like, Anna, you you got something there. You have to try this. I was like, okay, don't know anything about building a physical product, clothing design whatsoever. But I found uh, people who I could learn from, and, um, and I started prototyping. And I thought that was like summer. So I thought, by Christmas, I'll have the first batches I could ship and sell. I didn't launch until the next Christmas. It always happens that way. Yeah, it was just such, it was so crazy. Well, we just had the uh, hardware panel here at Tech Show, right? right? And the first thing I said is, do you know why it's called hardware? Because it's, it's in the hard. hard. Yeah. I know, I know. But um, a year and a half later, I managed to launch it, and now it's running. <laughs> so exciting, so exciting. Where can people go to find out more, to connect with you? Uh, so the website is bewithclothing.com, and yeah, everything is up there. Or they can connect with me yeah. over LinkedIn, on Facebook. Um, can you spell your name for everybody to find you on LinkedIn, Facebook? All right. Uh, so Anna, it's with a double N, and Andersone. Uh, which is easy, easy for you to say, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's. A, yeah, it's I got it. A like Anderson with an E on the end. E R S O N E. It's actually a Swedish uh, surname. Uh, you know, the Swedes came here hundreds of years ago, so uh, it's my husband's surname. So my husband is partly Swedish, some part. <laughs> 
I just, um, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, it's okay. I'm sure you forgive him for that. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I forgive him. <laughs> I just want to take a moment to thank Nick for, for celebrating women in tech, but I really wanted this to be an example that, um, you know, it takes a collaborative environment so that we could all become leaders in unison. It's not about women versus men. It's about togetherness. Togetherness, supporting each other, being with <laughs> men, being together with women in women also entering the tech field. And all cultures and ethnicities, it's just yeah. about, it's about togetherness. And I think the word you used just now, um, supporting, is the yeah. right word. Not, yeah. not, not helping, not pushing, but just, what supporting. do you need? Supporting. What do you need? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. How can people connect with you further, Nick? Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, you can find me on uh, the usual Facebook. And can you spell Twitters. your name for everybody? Yeah, Nick, N-I-C-K, Stevens, S-T-E-V-E-N-S. Amazing. Thank you so much to the both of you and to everybody watching live on Rails Girls for being on the Women in Tech podcast here in Riga, Latvia. And a huge thank you to Tech Chill for making all of this possible. This episode has been powered by Simplecast. It is just so exciting. Be sure to say hello to more incredible women in tech at womenintechvip.com and on social at Women Tech Show on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Yay. Thank you. Ciao. I'm Anna Andersson. I am Chief Empowerment Officer at Riga Tegels. It's an NGO bringing more women into the tech field based in Riga, Latvia. If you're interested to speak at our events or somehow contribute, please contact me. Hi, I'm Nick Stevens from Klagish based in the Netherlands. My role there is Chief Impact Officer. What I do is I help other companies that already exist to find a new purpose and impactful perspective to their business. And you're listening to Women in Tech. Women in Tech is an independently funded project funded by you, the community. So the way that you could support us is by going to patreon.com slash women in tech and making a small contribution. Every little bit counts. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash women in tech. Thank you so much for believing in our vision. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.